0: Welcome to this week's edition of Tiger Talk. My name is Will Colmeyer. I am the Director of Marketing and Community Relations here at Northeast Mississippi Community College, which again this year listed as one of the nation's premier community colleges. And what a show we have for you this week. All of us here at Northeast extremely proud of our PTK students with the achievements that they receive each year. In this past weekend, our Phi Theta Kappa chapter did extremely well at the Mississippi-Louisiana regional conference hosted by the University of Southern Mississippi, and joining us today in our first segment is our Phi Theta Kappa advisor. He's also the Fine Arts Division head, Dr. Ray Harris. Dr. Harris, welcome to Tiger Talk.
1: Thank you, Will. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, we have been wanting to have you on for a while, but we thought this would be a great time coming off of the regional conference this past weekend. I know you were thrilled with the amount of award winners that your chapter was able to walk away
1: with. Yes, we were. Uh, About 11 awards won by our chapter and a couple of our advisors, too. Uh, We did very well.
0: Well, and if the folks, if you want to look at the rundown, have a story on our uh, nemcc.edu website uh, very shortly, and so you can see all of our award winners. And some of those will actually compete in the uh, international competition. And it's, it's kind, of a, a, kind of a neat deal this year, Dr. Harris, is because uh, PTK is celebrating the centennial. Uh, it started back in 1918 at Stevens College in Columbia, Missouri, and you'll go back to Missouri. You'll be uh, in Kansas City on April
1: 19th through the 22nd. This is a big deal, and Northeast will be represented. Absolutely, we'll be taking 20 uh, people t- uh, to take part in the convention. Uh, and the last segment of that convention, of course, will be the awards gala, where we will hear if we've won any international awards. Well, I'll tell you what, just being there
0: is, is a big deal. And, and what a chapter that we have. I mean, year in and year out, uh, so strong. And this year, uh, approaching 700 members, that's basically one out of every four members of our student body, they're a part of
1: PTK. That's correct. Um, speaks very well for the the high academic standards that this college has, and the the teaching they receive, and the quality of the students as well.
0: Well, I hear President Ricky Ford all the time talking about that PTK is a very important face for Northeast Mississippi Community College. We truly have So many talented students, uh, and uh, we saw that again just in your induction uh, about a month ago. uh, Several hundred uh, were inducted uh, into the uh, Honor Society.
1: That's correct. We inducted 220, I believe, and 90 in the fall, so um, we've got quite a number of freshmen now.
0: Such an active chapter, too. Uh, Every year there's two major projects. Uh, I know the college project, which was wonderful this past year. In fact, we've already incorporated the Honors Institute here uh, at the college. And then you also have the Honors in Action.
1: Honors in Action uh, is probably the biggest project we undertake. Uh, There's actually a a full publication with guidelines. Each year we have an honors study topic, uh, which is very broad. But we uh, start with um, the topic go through a long period of research to choose what we want to do that we call our action. Um, So it's very grounded in academic research and out of that comes the honors in action project.
0: Speaking of projects, service projects, very important. You place a lot of emphasis uh, with our PTK members.
1: We do. We uh, we have three blood drives a year that we sponsor. Um, we had a pink out game, raffle cakes at the basketball game for our Relay for Life team. Um, just any number of things are always ongoing. We'll be helping with the science fair next week, uh, next uh, in the next few weeks. Just things like that to let the members be involved. I
0: know you, there'll be some folks listening to this week's program and. They might have a student here, or they're maybe going to have a student that's going to be here in the fall. What's the best way? How can they join a PTK here at Northeast Mississippi Community College?
1: OK. The student uh, to qualify for Phi Theta Kappa needs to have a 3.25 grade point average only on classes that apply to graduation. So we don't count acad- um, activity classes in that process. The overall GPA needs to be a 3.25. The, the next step then is... We from the computer center generate a list of qualifiers. We send them a mailed invitation as well as an email invitation. And then we have a week long um, membership drive, which culminates in uh, the induction ceremony. Wow.
0: Well, i tell you what, I know our time is short now, but uh, I just wanted to thank you for your leadership for your continuing uh, mentorship of uh, our students and uh, all the best at the international competition coming up next month uh, in Kansas city.
1: Thank you very much. And could I also mention before sure. we close our other advisors uh, sure. for Car- Carla Faulkner works with me as well as Andrea Mathis, uh, Deborah Kehoe and Morgan Kramer.
0: Boy, what a wonderful team you have. Certainly is. Yes. It is a. Uh, and that's of course PTK uh, coming off a wonderful weekend down at Southern Miss, uh, winning uh, double figures the amount of awards, and then they'll be competing uh, next month in the international competition in Missouri. Thanks again for being here, Dr. Harris. It's my pleasure. Up next here on Tiger Talk, it's a chat with my cohort in the Marketing and Community Relations Department, Kenny Paul Gino, KP. As always, welcome to the show. Thanks, Will. Glad to be here. I'll tell you what, our northeast campus has been bustling. It seems like every week there's at least several different functions. Uh, I know last week, uh, last Friday we had math and science uh, competition for junior high and high school students. There were close to 300 on our campus. Career and vocational tours uh, last Wednesday and Thursday. In fact, you were uh, gave some of those tours as well.
2: Yes, I gave uh, some tours on Thursday, Wednesday. I went to Corinth High School for some senior applications. So we had a great day there at Carin. Then Thursday, yes, we had, uh, I think we had Ballin School District and some Prentice County uh, schools and Alcorn County School District from the uh, Votex came. It was a little rainy, so thankful for the students. They kind of, you know, didn't mind it. And we still walked around, toured some places, and they got to see what they kind of wanted to go into once they – got to Northeast. A lot of them were juniors, so it was was great kind of walking around and meeting some of them.
0: i tell you what, we got a lot of career and technical opportunities here at uh, Northeast, among other programs, so that was good. And of course, uh, last Thursday night, Campus Country, boy, that was a big hit. Good crowd on hand for that.
2: Yes, sir. We had a great crowd. Chris Dunn always does a great job. Of course, men at Benville High School, you know, those four years, we had to come to a few shows uh, when, I think we was in the art class, so He's always done a great job. Yeah, we have a lot of talented students that uh, took part in that one.
0: 25 different songs were a part of that uh, campus country show last Thursday night and last Friday, kind of a fun day for a lot of the s- faculty and staff, uh, stress-less fest, so some fun activities were on campus uh, on that. And, of course, athletically, uh, last week both our men and women's basketball teams, they made it all the way to the state semifinals.
2: Yes, yeah, so I got to actually got to go to one of the games. I went to the uh, first game Monday night when the men played Colin. They had a big win then. The girls also won the first night. Uh, Wednesday, unfortunately, both teams got beat in the semifinals. I think the girls got beat by Colin, The boys got beat by Northwest. Uh, which is two great teams yes. in the state. So this week they continue to play in the uh, regionals, and I think that is in, at Mississippi College, I That's believe. That's right,
0: yep, in Clinton every year.
2: So hopefully I'll, I think I'm going to go down for a couple of high school championship games and maybe we'll get to catch the Tigers in action there.
0: That would be great. And, of course, our women's basketball program uh, celebrating a North Division championship, first North Division title in 12 years, Kenny Paul. In fact, the last time we won the North in women's basketball – our president, Ricky Ford, was manning the sidelines for Northeast Lady Tiger basketball.
2: Yeah, they, they kind of had a slow start, and then they regrouped and won a lot of games. I think they won a, maybe a four-game win streak there at one point in the North Division, which is pretty difficult in our, our division and ended up winning, and so uh, congrats to Coach Mays and, and them and all their hard work, and good luck this week.
0: No doubt. Of course, you can watch all of the uh, postseason basketball games on com. Baseball and softball, boy, I tell you what, I really feel for Richie Harrelson and his guys and Jody Long and his ladies. Uh, Mother Nature has really
2: created havoc all spring, hasn't she? I know we're uh, building that new complex here within the next year. Uh, we might have to and somehow get some more money and build a dome over it because if it keeps raining like it has been here in North Mississippi, we may never get to play softball or baseball, high school local high schools, junior college, even Ole Miss, Mississippi State might never get to play baseball and softball again if they keep training like it has. It is just crazy. Of course, best way to keep up to date
0: with all the rescheduling and what's coming up with those games is to uh, follow, of course, on Twitter uh, when it comes to our athletic and then uh, the athletic website that Blake Long keeps track of as well. He'll keep you up to date on all the different schedule changes.
2: Yes, sir. I think the softball team is supposed to play tonight against Mississippi Delta. I mean, it's been a decent day, so I'm pretty sure that game will still be on. Uh, baseball will play they played last night they play this weekend hopefully and softball also plays i think friday away at pearl so they'll be busy maybe they can get back on track we have some sunshine for a while so they can get their games in
0: that sounds wonderful thanks for joining me yes sir always go tigers our next guest is mark hatfield he's in his seventh year as the director of facility operations here at northeast mississippi community college and first of all mark welcome to tiger talk well thank you i appreciate you asking me well I think you and your staff are definitely some of the unsung heroes here at uh, Northeast. You guys have got so many responsibilities.
3: It's when we got to talking earlier about how much there is, and I, I didn't realize how much it was till we actually start listing it all.
0: you got 37 total employees that fall under your umbrella. And, you know, you think, oh, that's, a, that's quite a few. But then when you think about all of our campuses and everything that you have to do on those campuses – uh, it's it's a vast, when you look at your slate, everything that you have to do.
3: Well, you look at everything from transportation to custodial and keeping the buildings clean to maintenance, to painting, to you know maintaining the air conditioning system, to make sure the electrical systems are right, to landscape. Uh, it, it's, it's a huge operation.
0: And I'll tell you what, there are challenges. I know this spring with just with Mother Nature, with all this rain that we've, Experience That throws a curveball, not to mention once it gets to be the summertime, the 120-degree heat index. Just talk about some of the challenges that you and your team faces on a a daily basis.
3: Well, Mother Nature always throws you a curveball. You know, you come in, you think you know what your priorities are going to be that day. You know, you've got things lined out that, all right, this is what we're going to do. But the night before, you've had, you know, a strong wind or you've had a lot of rain. So it changes. It shifts what you do. Um, or even the priorities change for our customers. You know, customer says, hey, Mark, you know, we've got an emergency here, or um, I've changed some plans. Instead of having 30 students in this, we're going to have all of a sudden 60. So instead of having, you know, 14 chairs and, you know, eight tables, now all of a sudden uh, the priorities change on a daily basis, and that's probably the biggest thing. Um, weather, of course, plays a huge part of it. We would love to see it hot all the time or cold all the time. Uh, it's the it's the changes it's those mornings that you get up and it's 20 degrees in the morning and it gets to you know 75 degrees in the afternoon well in your house that creates some problems but in a big building uh it even creates more problems so the challenges are uh it's every day and they change every day
0: well you and you made a good point uh with just the the temperatures and how it it's just crazy here in north mississippi how in the morning you could have the heat on and then it gets a little sticky in the afternoon you've got the air conditioning on and that's just with our units at home and now we're talking about you know 200 Two hundred fifty thousand dollar units that we have to deal
3: with in in, in these buildings. Well, absolutely, and, and and you know you look at a building. Uh, we'll take the Ramsey, for instance, the new uh, Student Services building. It's a large building, and uh, there's two air handlers that serve the whole building, one for each floor. Well, if one of those goes out, you got a whole floor that's hot, uh, so or or cold depending on the time of the year. So the maintenance of those and the preventive maintenance is is huge. Um, so yeah, weather always throws us a curveball it always does and and I'm really fortunate I have an outstanding staff uh assistant director uh Brandon Elliott does an outstanding job I mean I I just can't say enough about our staff they're professional they're educated they're diligent they're they're just outstanding staff and it's a pleasure for me to you know be able to direct them
0: well it's very impressive when you see them at work and a lot of times folks uh, they're out there six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning before the students get up, before the employees even show up for work. They're out there sprucing up the campus.
3: Well, the, and that's one thing that people don't realize. Our, our landscape people get here at 6 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, and they're checking things like, you know, are the culverts clean? Uh, are, are the sidewalks clean? Are there... It's just things they can do when there's nobody here on campus our curbs clean where we're not having problems with water backing up if it does rain and then it also gives us an opportunity we try to do the things that are, that are going to keep from disturbing classes uh, for instance we'll do our uh, weed eating early in the morning when there's nobody around or if we need to be around a building to trim the hedges where we're not bothering you know class work during the day we'll get that done early in the morning so uh, that's our landscape staff and then we have a maintenance staff and we split our maintenance staff uh, we have some come in at six and some come in later so we can cover the campus from six o'clock in the morning and they come in to make sure the chillers and boilers are working because you know we don't want a cold classroom or a hot classroom um, the challenges that we've had here recently has been the flu so all of a sudden now you've got you know a shortage of staff and we're and we're not overly staffed to begin with we're, we're a pretty lean organization um, so now when you couple that with people being sick and vacation time and uh, it, it's really a challenge, but you know, we enjoy it and our staff enjoys it, but the good thing is no day is like yesterday. You know, today's a new day and new challenges, and that's kind of fun.
0: It is kind of fun. Well, there's a reason why Northeast is one of the nation's top 25 community colleges. Campus climate falls under that. What you and your team do on a daily basis, Mark, is definitely a huge plus for our institution. I just want to wish you continued success and keep up the great
3: work. Well, thank you. I appreciate you asking here. You know, our staff, like you said, is unsung, and it's really good to have administration that recognizes that, um, our administration takes care of us. They give us the tools that we need. They, uh, and I don't know that I, we've ever asked for something that we didn't get. And that, uh, that goes to show that administration's behind us, and we're doing a good job.
0: No question about that. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Will. You and your friends are listening to Tiger Talk. Joining me now is Lenita Davis. She's been a part of the Northeast family for more than 10 years. She's the coordinator of our Incentive to Success program here at Northeast, which falls under the umbrella of workforce. And first of all, Lenita, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, it's a pleasure having you on board. And let's first talk about the services your Incentive to Success program provides.
4: Okay. Well, um, let me back up just a little bit and begin when the, talk about when the grant began. It began in October of 2016. Um, thanks to a generous grant funding provided by the organization Families First um, for Mississippi. Uh, Families First of Mississippi has provided services for Mississippians for over 20 years um, and their program seeks to strengthen families of all backgrounds and circumstances and we're just extremely grateful for that funding. Um, And sometimes people ask me why was this grant established? well um, according to a recent study from the bureau of labor labor and statistics over 45 percent of work eligible mississippians remain disconnected from the workforce Um, although the state's unemployment rate is currently down and the economy has improved Further development is hindered because most job opportunities have changed over the years from lower skill level jobs to middle skill level jobs. So that's where we're trying to have to focus on is getting our workforce prepared for these middle skill level jobs. That's where the shift is. And so through the um, Incentives to Success program, we are providing education, certification, um, basic skills for mediation for students that need to uh, complete their high school equivalency or their GED. Um, we're also providing instruction and remediation for students that need to take what's called the Career Readiness um, Certificate. That's a, uh, a a test that a lot of the workplaces use. I know Toyota uses it. Um, that's kind of a current indicator of the, of a, of your skills at that moment. Um, employees really, it's a it's a valid certificate, and we help them with that. And then also, um, if they want to keep on going, they want to keep on going in college. We help them with that. Um, The first thing a student does um, after they apply is they will go through our Smart Start class. Um, That's kind of our entry point. And in that class, they do um, a lot of different things. But the main thing is we teach them soft skills, um, attitude, communicating, um, good work ethics, teamwork, time management, things like that. Um, And we also provide, um, of course, the main thing you said was supportive services and um, and incentives. That's what this program is all about.
0: Well, you've talked about the grant. You've talked about, uh, obviously, funded by Families First, uh, the process as well. Uh, what about the different pathways?
4: Okay, we do. We have three different pathways um, that a student can roll in. Um, one is adult education or our high school equivalency pathway. The second one is a workforce pathway, um, which could be a, a a program like certified nursing assistant or emergency medical technician, those types of programs, or and the third one will be for credit pathway, which is just taking college classes.
0: Okay, so those are the three different pathways. And I know just talking with you before we went on the air today, plenty of success stories, and I think the numbers back it up as well.
4: They do. Um, I I wanted to say just a little bit more about the – Pathways, um, sure. Before I get to that other part, if that's okay, absolutely. Um, if you, if a student enters the adult education pathway or the high school equivalency pathway, um, we're able to pay for their testing fees, um, we're able to um, get them any supplies they need, books, things like that. We're also able to give them a um, gas travel um, incentive or stipend, um, like $10 a day. Um, for the, to help them get to class, Sure. they also receive a um, a two hundred dollar award once they complete their their high school equivalency. So that's another incentive for them, and um, so that's what you know. Those are the for the um, HSE pathway. For the workforce, it's similar. We pay for the tuition of the class, like if a student goes into a certified nursing assistant, we would pay that tuition, and then we also can provide them with some travel stipend, and they get an award as well when they complete that class. And On the credit pathway, the students um, primarily um, re- pri- re- uh, rely on Pell Grants um, for their funding, um, but we're able to give some rewards at the end once they complete um, those their their process there. Okay.
0: Well that's good to know. Motivation in all different forms. Nothing wrong with that. And uh we were talking about some of those numbers. I know you guys have done a lot of research and the numbers really back up those success stories.
4: Yeah, let me give you just a few statistics. Um, um in year one, which was 2016-17, we served 93 students um in our program. 53 were in the adult ed pathway and 40 were in the workforce pathway. Of those 53 that were in the adult ed pathway, um, 40 of those earned their um, high school equivalency or GED, which is a, wow. a very good rate. And then of the 40 that went the pathway, um, 36 of them completed their program. So we're, having, we're seeing very high, you know, success. Um, for this year so far, we have served 43 students um, in our adult ed pathway, and of those 43, 31 have already earned their high school equivalency or their GED. The remaining 12 have um, passed parts, multiple parts, and they're well on their way to finishing as well. And we've also served 30 students through our um, non-credit pathway or workforce, and 10 of those have successfully completed, and the other 20 are still in their programs, and they should be finished by the end of May. Okay, good
0: to know those numbers. Now, I know there's probably some folks that are listening to this interview, and they're they might have a question or they're interested in being a part of your program what's the best way they can get a hold of you lenita
4: um, okay my name is lenita davis and you can reach me at uh, 720-7249 i'm located in holiday hall as well in the workforce economic development office uh,
0: on our boonville campus thank you so much for your time and uh keep up the great work
4: Thank you so much for having me.
0: And with that, we wrap up this week's edition of Tiger Talk. Special thanks to Michael Miller and Jeffrey Powell for all their work behind the scenes to make Tiger Talk what it is each week. So for Ray Harris, Mark Hetfield, Kenny Paul Gino, and Lanita Davis, I'm Will Kohlmeier saying so long. We thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week right here on Tiger Talk. <laughs>